the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. We don't need no education. We don't need no thought control. Welcome to Education Nation, where we tackle the biggest issues in American education. School is now in session. Here are your hosts, Headmaster Rebecca Hagstrom and co-host Mark Durkin. Well, good evening and thank you for joining us here on Education Nation. I am Headmaster and host Rebecca Hagstrom, and it's a privilege to join you every Saturday evening here on AM 1280 The Patriot. And I'm in studio, of course, once again with the producer of Education Nation and my co-host, who's a little under the weather today, Mark Durkin. Yes, dragging throughout the week, but thank you, Lord, for soup broth and lots of orange <laughs> juice. It gets you out of bed, right? And Dayquil, too, maybe? Night, Nightquil. <laughs> Nightquil. Got to get to sleep in at night, for sure. <laughs> oh, well, we're glad that you dragged yourself in today. It's and, good to be here. Um, can be part of our show, and we're always so grateful for all the work you do in preparation. Well, thank you. It's always a pleasure to be here. Yes, good. Well, did you know uh, that research supports the idea that the study and participation in the arts is a key component in improving learning throughout all academic areas. Yeah, that, that's right, Rebecca. Not only do the arts help children learn positive habits and behaviors and attitudes, the arts also help students sharpen critical intellectual skills and provide a visual context for learning about historical periods. Well, students also acquire needed skills to create, which affords them the opportunity to reflect God's creativity. And at Liberty Classical Academy, students are given the opportunity to explore the overall theme and meaning of any work of art from varying historical periods. Mm -hmm. And our guest tonight has spent the last two decades educating students about ancient, medieval, Renaissance, and modern art. Susan Mackey is the art specialty teacher at Liberty Classical Academy. Susan specializes in introducing and encouraging artistic pursuits using classical education methods. Susan's work also extends outside of the classroom, serving as an art adventure guide and a trainer for the Picture Person program at the Minneapolis Institute of Art. We're so grateful for her joining us in studio tonight. Susan, welcome to Education Nation. Thank you. It's good to be here. That's great. And I might add that all of her, those those two decades of experience have been spent mostly at Liberty Classical Academy. She has been on our staff since day one. Day one. Yes, she has. So we're just entering year 17. She does a phenomenal job, and we're grateful to have you. Thanks. Yeah. So as I said, you are in year 17 of teaching art from the classical perspective. And outside of Liberty, you also serve as an art adventure guide at the Minneapolis Institute of Art. Mm-hmm. What's an art, uh, what is an art adventure guide, and how is that job fulfilled at the Minneapolis Institute of Art? Well, an Art Adventure Guide is a volunteer position at the Minneapolis Institute of Arts that supports the museum, parents, and coordinators from 
a variety of schools around the greater Twin Cities area. Mm-hmm. So it offers uh, carefully chosen sets of art um, mm-hmm. from um, amazing animals all the way to sources of strength. And so uh, after students learn about the art in their schools, they come to the museum and I as a guide would lead them around and show them the real things and have further discussion. Mm, That's so exciting. And I know we send our students there every year for a tour at the Minneapolis Institute of Art. And I know that that's something that you enjoy leading for our own students as well. Yeah, our students are really equipped to go to the museum um, to identify art and they're you know, well-behaved, and they ask questions, they answer questions, they're not afraid to speak up. Mm -hmm. And so as the uh, docents around the museum are really always happy to have them there. Mm -hmm. In fact, I have to give a quick little anecdotal story that's kind of fun. Um, I have a friend whose good friend is a docent at the Minneapolis Institute of Art, and the docents are, what would you say, Susan, like the highest trained Tour guides at the Minneapolis Institute of yes, Art. Yes, the, the highest trained at the um, at the museum. They study longer. They have a longer program, and they can write their own uh, talks and choose their own works when they go through the museum. Okay. Sometimes. Well, at any rate, one day I had this friend tell me that she was out to lunch with her friend, who's a docent at the Minneapolis Museum of Art. Okay. And or Institute of Art, and she said that this woman went on and on and on about how excited she was about this group of kids who had toured the museum. And she said, oh, Pam, this just gives me such hope for our future. These mm-hmm. kids were amazing. They asked such good questions. They were so respectful. They knew their history. And finally, Pam said, well, what school are these kids from anyway? And she said, well, they're from Liberty Classical Academy. And Pam said, you've got to be kidding me. I know the headmaster of that school. So we ended up with this fun little connection here with uh, my friend's friend, who then Susan knows from okay. the Minneapolis Institute of Art. But what a wonderful um, you know, encouragement that was to me to hear from a third-party source how impressed they are with our students. And I know, Susan, you, you tell me that every year the docents who tour our kids are always amazed. Yeah, when they're done touring, they actually thank us for coming, and they're thankful <laughs> that they, their kids, the kids are speaking up and not afraid to talk Yeah, because a lot of times students don't want to talk and they don't right. want to be embarrassed or anything. But even our you know middle school and high school kids are just just willing to answer questions and raise their hand and mm-hmm. ask questions. That's too. confidence. Wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, that confidence is huge. Well, your work at the Minneapolis Institute of Art also includes service as a picture person trainer. What is a picture person trainer, and what would you or can you share some examples of how you satisfy that job description? Well, a picture person trainer uh, trains the parents or volunteers that go into the schools. And so it's a good time to walk through the museum. They come to the museum and we sit down and we have discussions about art and prepare them for what it's going to be like when they're teaching students. Mm. And so um, it's a very relaxed time. We have conversation. They ask questions. They have some information. And then I train them to further the discussion with students and how to ask the right questions to get kids talking. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, given your wide range of teaching experiences, Susan, tell us why art is an important subject in the formation of a student's learning experience. Well, that's a big question. Um, at Liberty, um, the students are making connections. Uh, we teach um, 
ancient, medieval, Renaissance history over and over again through um, first grade through fifth grade. And then, um, excuse me, fifth grade through uh, eighth grade, Mm -hmm. they'll repeat Mm -hmm. ancient, medieval, Renaissance, modern, and in ninth grade, repeat it again. So we are formulating connections with what they've learned as younger students to how and add to that information until they graduate from high school. Mm-hmm. So we also have um, connections with the science department, history, math, and drama. Um, so that art helps the students become more well-rounded as they grow okay. up and go out into the world. Mm-hmm. They'll know different cultures. They'll know different arts and how those things connect. Mm-hmm. And I know I've always been so impressed with how you've been able to take the um, historical time period that each of each of the grades are studying, and you teach them the art from that time period as well, and even some of the techniques. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's really exciting. And we'll certainly get into all of yeah, that a little bit little later bit over later. the next mm-hmm. couple of uh, shows here. Yep. Uh, we are uh, speaking with Susan Mackey here, the art specialty teacher at Liberty Classical Academy here on Education Nation. And, and let's now talk specifically about teaching art. You, we've mentioned about using the classical method. Explain for our listeners why it's important that art is taught from the Christian worldview in a classical education setting. Well, we all know that God created everything. everything. Mm-hmm. And so um, beginning with um, the colors of the rainbow, um, we, the, teach, the students learn um, the colors. And then God is a God of order. Those things don't change. Mm-hmm. And so um, we can incorporate that in teaching them colors, color theory, color schemes. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's set because God created it. So um, we are happy to share the word of God, make connections with the Bible, mm-hmm. um, First graders might learn about Icarus falling from the sky at the same time as learning perspective of of foreshortening as Icarus is falling to the ground. (laughs) So we can really make those connections connected to God. Um, And art and the Bible go hand in hand so often. Um, During the medieval times, uh, religion was so important. And um, symbolism and people who couldn't read learned from art about God. And their daily prayers were done every day, and there's pictures of it. Mm-hmm. And the monks wrote, hand-wrote the Bible, and the printing press was you know, later right. developed. So we're just like teaching students how the monks would write, and the scribes would write the Bible and um, illuminate it and put their, themselves into it and express themselves with these cute little pictures that if, if you're not really observing it, you're never going to see them. Mm-hmm. But it's beautiful. And so even the second graders are lo- learning how to illuminate words and letters and phrases. So um, And then again in sixth grade, we see that again and again. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, you, you work with students, you mentioned, uh, through the whole uh, spectrum of K through 12. And I want to first discuss art instructions for that lower school. You know, okay. let's look at some things specifically, kindergarten through fifth grade. You know, what does the incorporation of the classical teaching method look like in the subject of art with these lower school students? Like, how would you build, say, from the point of kindergarten up to the fifth grade? What are you getting them ready for then, too? Well... Uh, in the classical tradition, kindergarten through um, the beginning of middle school, 
they are the grammar stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they are excited to learn. They love to learn by movement and chants and songs. And um, they're excited to just learn new things. And so um, in very young age, we teach them the elements of art, mm-hmm. um, the elements of shape even, the very basic, uh, how to make a shape and then how those shapes get turned into um, objects and forms. And so um, they are they are learning through chants. We move around. We uh, sing. We use hand motions and gestures for shapes, lines, values, colors, textures, forms. They're all doing these movements with their body. Um, When we stand, um, sometimes we stand in contraposto, which is the way the ancients would stand for their statues. Hmm. And so they're getting up and standing strong, uh, like David in the Mm -hmm. statue that Michelangelo sculpted. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we do that. And we um, sometimes we stand in Trinity position, which is... Um, in standing in the word of the Lord and um, because it's a strong position, it's a triangle and mm-hmm. art uses triangles yeah. to, um, you know, compose their pictures. I mean, there's, it's, 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 so we really can make those connections through God, through movement, and they're learning how to compose a picture at the same time. <laughs> wow. they, you know, it's all really fun. And we can even, um, you know, learn that, you know, the Vikings in the second grade are just, you know, fighters. And so we stand and in our strength positions and, and we can make noises and we can move forward and battle, mm-hmm. but we're standing in the truth of the Lord. And it's just mm-hmm. really fun because we're just making that kind of fun, but meaningful, mm-hmm. um, art mm-hmm. connections. Mm-hmm. And not only are you teaching them those basic elements and form and that type of thing, um, but you're also, I know, helping them look at the type of art that comes from each of those time periods and that type of thing. And now maybe we're going to talk about that very soon. But I want to make sure that our listeners get to hear um, some of the actual projects that you're doing with the kids because you don't just teach them these songs and chants and the the form, which is actually amazing because so often – you know, in schools, the art is just more like a tiny little project of some kind. Um, but you actually tie it all together. There's that integration piece with the artwork itself. So um, in the um, kindergarten stage, the students are learning a lot about a variety of artists. Mm-hmm. And we just sort of build and build um, how to make shapes and forms and uh, anim- turn those shapes into animals. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, putting a vase on a table, a horizon. Mm-hmm. And then in first grade, we really hit it hard with the ancient art. Mm-hmm. And um, we have to learn why was the art cr- created? Um, what were the traditions of the Egyptians? Mm-hmm. And so um, what were their body forms? Why are they all looking in one direction? And so we draw those things. We we build um, canopic jars or uh, cartonages and then... Um, they do Greek vases and it might be paper mache, but then they learn about the patterns of the culture and the importance of the Greek vase. Why was it given away? Um, It was given to the Olympians or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then in second grade, 
they are learning about medieval history. So we learn about um, the fall of the Roman Empire and where did the Vikings come from and who were they attacking and and um, why was the Bible being written over and over? Why were hours and hours being spent on spreading the word of God? And so um, they do you know, projects of illuminated letters. They learn about the ships of the Vikings. How did they travel? And then in third grade, um, they are, it starts out with the American and French Revolution. Mm-hmm. And we can look at the um, art in America. We can look at the art in Europe, um, the masters. And then so they start to learn about humanism already Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that the people were more interested in people and they were drawing themselves or they were having the um, patrons pay artists to put them in the artworks um, (laughs) to make them appear (laughs) humble and pious. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then modern history, we're looking at, um, there's such a huge variety of modern artists and how does that connect to history and why were they breaking away from tradition and doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Does that answer? Your yes, question? no, it does. And it just what your point was there a few moments ago about learning about humanism already in third grade with respect to the art. It also emphasizes, reemphasizes the need for there to be that Christian worldview within uh, the school, because then you're able to, to help them understand the focus should still be on having our identity in Christ and not on ourselves. But mm-hmm. but this is teaching them, this is how the world progressed. This is how history progressed. Right. And how the artwork was tied to that so they have a better understanding. Like even the sculpture of David, my understanding is why is it so large? You know, do you want to talk about that briefly? Um, yeah. Well, David is, well, what we focus a lot on about when we talk about David is mm-hmm. that he's in that contraposto position. Mm-hmm. He is a young um, youth, mm-hmm. right? And he is, seems so calm and assured of himself mm-hmm. it, through God, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he had that faith that he could mm-hmm. do anything. Mm-hmm. And um, so in the lower school, I, I really probably wouldn't touch too much about that. They were just the the ancient Greeks were actually even saying that we are everything. Mm-hmm. We're all that. Mm-hmm. So their artwork really reflects that stoicism. Mm-hmm. And so throughout history, even the image of David has sort of changed. Like, was it, was he strong? Was he a boy? Was he, um, you know, and Michelangelo's David, he's mm-hmm. so strong, mm-hmm. so invincible. Mm-hmm. And so that, um, he, you know, the humanism would say that we are all that. You know, we're the most important things mm-hmm. in the world rather than the medieval time when everything was, you know, glorify God, mm-hmm. even, you know, church windows, Gothic style pointing to heaven, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, spending years and years on building um, those buildings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So interesting, that connection between art and history. It's very mm-hmm. amazing. Um, you talked mostly about the lower school um, with respect to the historical sequence. Can you take us through the learning experience for the middle school students as it pertains to incorporating history into your artwork? Well, well um, middle school students are still rather interested in learning, and they have a little more questions. That's They're entering into the logic phase. Mm-hmm. So um, they're trying to make connections and want to be uh, assured that they know what's going on. And so... Um, in at Liberty Classical Academy, we have um, sixth, seventh, and eighth in middle school, and that's mm-hmm. uh, medieval, Renaissance, and modern. Mm-hmm. And um, in the middle school, sixth grade, medieval, they might be working on shields 
and heraldry. So we can address that. Um, We can address that there was so many symbolism, so much symbolism in the art. Um, You know, we we talk about the doves and um, the Holy Spirit and, you know, the, the... the symbols of the United States, the eagles, the the feathers, the arrows, and wh- why are even in the United States we have all these symbols and how it connects to um, God ordaining us to be in the United States and just setting this land op- open for us. So there's so much that they can look at. Um, we look at landscapes and they can build their more of a, what America looks like. So, um, and then Renaissance are also learning how to, you know, draw themselves, getting more detailed into the aspects of drawing, um, creating shades and values and, and um, the importance of portraiture and, you know, why did people draw themselves so much and, and why was that important? And then um, we also can, Look at what I love about you know landscapes is that Albert Beardstein is one of my favorite artists, and he created America look beautiful, mm. and so it's sort of spreading the word that you know this this land is your land, this is our mm-hmm. land, mm-hmm. and um, and it's always beautiful. All his paintings are beautiful. It mm. Makes the United States look beautiful, open, uh-huh. and um, the people are small. But the land is big. Interesting. So So that perspective is important. It's an important message. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. And then finally, can you talk with our listeners about the different learning opportunities available to the students in the upper school program, our program at Liberty? Well, at Liberty, um, the high school, the upper school, is we offer advanced drawing. We offer drawing. We offer mixed media, sculpture, and this, painting. And, and painting, mm-hmm. of course, <laughs> because some students, it's really funny because there's the students that just don't like to paint, but yeah. love to draw and right. can draw, you know, circles around us. You know, they just <laughs> love to draw and yeah. painting is scary uh-huh. because it ruins their drawing or something. And um, so, and they're also very much more ready to do their own thing and they're very self-motivated. And so it's really wonderful to see um, high school's students in the art room because um, they have a vision of what they want mm-hmm. and they try to get that down. Mm-hmm. And that paper. really ties into the rhetoric stage too, because at that point the students are becoming more independent and they are, the goal is to help them learn to communicate what they've analyzed and synthesized inside of them. So when you apply that to art, then they're creating a lot more rather than you dictating kind of what they should draw or what they should paint. Exactly. And one of the beauties of art is most um, students are good at everything, something. Mm -hmm. God has given them a gift. Mm -hmm. And so when they're in the art room, some students who might not excel in other areas blossom in the art room. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so that's their gift from God. Mm -hmm. And that is how they make connections, how how they settle down. And it can give their brain an opportunity to do better in their other classes because they are focusing, they are making decisions, they are um, making choices, Mm -hmm. they're having to take risks. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it's really a beauty, Mm -hmm. beautiful thing to see. That's a great point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hmm. You know, let's as we're getting towards the end of this uh, this first show, let's just spend a couple minutes talking about 
the principle of art that uh, middle and upper school students incorporate when it comes to art and history? Okay, well, the principles of art, and um, on one hand, is the balance, contrast, emphasis, movement, pattern, rhythm, and you put it all together with the unity. That's one of our songs. Mm-hmm. We start to learn yeah, when they're say, young. You can it's give kind them a of, couple of the songs. Uh, I'm not, I, I really can't <laughs> sing very well, but <laughs> they go with it. Um, so, And so in the middle and upper school, they are going to make those connections. The elements of arts are the pieces. Okay. Okay, like shapes, lines, values, mm-hmm. colors, textures, form. And then the balance is just like, how do you compose a work of art that, to make it interesting? And then we start learning that art is meant to tell a story and reach people. And so what you want to do is have people stay in your work of art, stay in your picture. You don't want them looking elsewhere. They, you want them to think about what you've done, why you've done it, what choices you've made. Mm-hmm. So you're making something beautiful, mm-hmm. you're something pleasing to God, something truthful. Mm-hmm. And so... We just learn to make those pictures better. Mm-hmm. And that whole notion of truth, beauty, and goodness. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so those balances and, and everything that they put into their artwork, you want people to look at it. You want to tell your story. You want to express yourself so that um, that's what they can do better in the middle and, mm-hmm. and upper school, especially upper school. Mm-hmm. So as you're incorporating really all of those you know different styles, I mean, obviously the students, they have the education because they've taken one lesson to the next lesson to that where they can then start to differentiate and see all those differences to make the whole piece. But I'm just curious, you know, even like with your work at the Minneapolis Institute of Art, how you would even begin to teach those that are coming through the Institute of how to separate all those different principles to then come to the conclusion that they may come to. So you're saying the students that come to the museum that haven't had me before. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Oh, we, um, well, first of all, when you look at a work of art, you yeah. actually have to spend some time looking at it. Right. And I call it, it's like reading a book, but you're reading with your eyes mm-hmm. and trying to make connections. You're looking at the colors and the shapes, just like the, you know, the elements of art. Right. And then you kind of put it together. Is there a story? Is there a narrative? Mm-hmm. So students can start to tell their own story. And then there's a truth to the story. And then is it pleasing? Is it beautiful? Um, do they like it? Is it disturbing? What, what, what are they getting from it? So you can teach almost anybody those things. Mm-hmm. I, I know it might sound oversimplified, but sometimes uh-huh. we just say, what do you see? And what makes you say that? Back up what you see and tell me what you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. And you probably point out some of those things like form and the yes. elements and color and yeah. horizon and things like that as you're going through. Yes. Yeah. Well, I know we are winding down here in just our last, you know, minute and a half here, but um, at Liberty, we also put on an art show for all the different students. Do you want to very briefly tell our listeners what that looks like? It's it's an amazing thing to see because you see the fruits of the stu- students' labors and um, e- they remember what they did. Um, their families come in and see what they've accomplished. And it's usually a lot more than you would expect. Oh my gosh. People and, are blown away. Usually yeah. By what they- and, and even the kids are just like, impre- I love it that they compliment each other, Yeah, you know, and they're like, wow, that's great. And then, you know, how did you do that? And they look to the upper school or the middle school and they say, that's, I want to 
draw like that, you know, mm-hmm. and I, you know, and it's, so it's really a fun thing to, to witness and to be a part of. And we just put up so much art and we try to showcase the, what they've done and the history they've learned. And we definitely try to show that, you know, ancient and the medieval and the mm-hmm. Renaissance and the modern and the changes yeah. of the art and what the mm-hmm. kids can do. Yeah, it's really an amazing thing. And uh, it's one of our family's favorite events of the year. Yeah. Well, Susan, it's really a pleasure to have you on our show this evening. And we look forward to having you back in next week when we continue this conversation. But again, we've welcomed Susan Mackey, art teacher at Liberty Classical Academy. And we thank our listeners for joining us. And thank you, Mark, for hanging in there with your hanging sickness. In there. Good to see you. <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> thank that. You, thank you. Thank <laughs> and you. if you'd like to listen to this podcast or any other of our podcasts, you can go to ednationmn.org, ednationmn.org. See you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.